Welcome to the Love is Coming podcast, the must-listen show for single women struggling to attain or sustain a romantic relationship. I'm your host, Persia Lawson, author, speaker, and according to the Times Magazine, one of the UK's most successful love coaches. Before that, I was a serial cheat and obsessive love addict, but I'm now a bride-to-be and in the best relationship of my life. So, if you're trying to do the work on your love life, you are definitely in the right place. But here on the Love Is Coming podcast, we serve your education with a side of entertainment. Expect serious stuff talked about not so seriously, solo agony on episodes with yours truly, and guest episodes showcasing some of the best in the biz in ways you've never seen them before. So, got a dating dilemma? Swiping right but haven't yet found Mr. Right? Then let's get raw, real, and a little bit inappropriate, because love is coming for your baby in more ways than one. Welcome back. So we've get, been having a ton of you lovely ladies sending in questions for me to answer. And one of the key themes that keeps coming up is about how to move from dating to commitment. Now, this is one of the things that my clients always want to know when they start working with me too, because let's face it, the commitment chat tends to be one of the least eagerly anticipated conversations ever when it comes to romance. So if you are someone who avoids the commitment conversation at all costs, or you have a habit of dropping hints about being in a committed relationship and hoping the person you're dating just gets it, or you have been really burned when the person that you assumed was on the same page as you about commitment has in fact been seeing other people. If you relate to any of those, then this episode is for you. And in it, I'm going to be sharing the number one reason women struggle to move from dating to committed relationship. I'll share the first date rule, sorry, the first date rule that will set you up for romantic success. And finally, how to stop wasting time, energy and heartache over guys who will never commit to you. Now, I really, really, really want this episode to help you take your power back and your sanity when it comes to the transition from dating to commitment. Now, you will notice there is going to be some crossover with some of the things that I talk about in this episode with previous episodes. And the reason for that is because, like, you're going to hear me say the same things over and over and over again. It's also what I have to say to my clients, the same things over and over again. It's also what I've had to experience myself. Like, it takes a lot of repetition for us to truly get to get these life lessons, you know, I didn't get it straight out the bat. Um, I'm just telling you what is the most crucial thing. And to be honest, if you get like three major lessons when it comes to your love life, you've kind of pretty much got it sorted. And obviously, as you go forward, there's always going to be other things and things that you need to expand on. But when it comes to getting a relationship that is actually sustainable, there's only a handful of things that you, less than that, that you really need to understand. And we're going to be going over them today. So the first thing is the number one reason women struggle to move from dating to committed relationship. Can you guess what it is? You enter into the dynamic, not sure about what you want. This is something we talked about before. You kid yourself that you just want a bit of fun or you're, you know, you're trying to play it cool with the guy and you're not even honest with yourself. If you're not honest with yourself about what you actually want, how can you ever expect to be able to be honest with a guy or for a guy to be honest with you? Clarity is power, my friend. It really fucking is. As uh, the entrepreneur Marie Folio says, 
you, oh, hold on, was it, what did she say? Clarity comes from engagement, not thought. So what she means by that is you can only really get clear when you start to implement and take action. So it's all very well saying to yourself, okay, I know that I want a committed relationship. I know I want to meet my you know, husband. Uh, I know I want to have kids. That's all well and good. But until you start communicating that to the person that you were dating very early on, I'm kind of jumping ahead here, then you cannot expect to really get different results. So I think there we've done it. <laughs> the first date rule that will set you up for romantic success. Now you know what you want. You've got to communicate what you want from the first date. So yeah, crossed over there already. But you need to know where they are at. And it doesn't have to be this super intense conversation. It can be light. It can be casual. It's not saying that you want it with them. You don't bloody know them. But it's useful to know where someone's at. It's useful to know if the guy, uh, I think I did share this in the last episode, like the guy that I dated who he told me on date one uh, that he basically was three months out an eight-year relationship. And I chose to ignore that red flag. More fool bloody me, eh? Um, and, you know, that would have been a really useful thing for me to take heed of and just go, look, you're great. There's definitely chemistry here. You're fit. It's been a lovely date. But we are on, like, we're in different places. Like, I know I'm at a place in my life where I want to, you know, I'm I'm excited to meet the person that I'm going to be with. I want to create a life with someone. And a guy who's just come out of a relationship that quickly, he is not going to be in that place. Whatever he fucking tells you, he is not. Um, and <laughs> I remember that that was really kind of made clear to me when I went to his flat and his girl, his ex-girlfriend's uh, underwear was all like clean, neatly folded on um, the table in the spare room. And I had to, you know, bring that up with him. And it was very awkward. But it's like, well, what the fuck did I expect? You know, the, she barely left and I was already in there. So this is why I just want you to save yourself a lot of time. Like you have to be brave enough to communicate where you're at and find out where the other person's at. You will just save yourself so much time and effort. Look, you're not here to be mates with them. Let's be honest. Like people, you go on a date because you have, you're interested in, in something romantic and all you're trying to decide is what level is that? You know, are, are they just in a place that are they on a rebound? Are they, you know, visiting from overseas and just want to, you know, have fun with someone? Or are they like, yeah, no, I've been single for a couple of years. And actually, I, I'm excited for a relationship too. And women, you need to get over this whole thing of that men don't ever feel like that because they do. I've got plenty of guy mates who are like, oh, you know what? I really feel ready and excited to have a long term relationship. Um, but then if they meet girls who are just like, yeah, no, I'm just up for a bit of fun, just want to see where it goes, um, which that may well be the case for the woman, but, you know, it, it also might not be. So, you know, we cannot expect men to show up differently and to show up honestly and authentically if we are not willing to take that step, okay? Remember, main thing in my work, take responsibility for how you are showing up. Stop worrying so much about how they're showing up because if you show up differently, they will come and meet you. And if they can't come and meet you where you're, what level you are playing at, um, then then they will skedaddle, which is great because you've just saved yourself like that whole thing of dating someone for three months when, you know, you could have said in the first bloody date that this, look, this is never going to go anywhere. We're on very, very different pages. You save yourself so much time and energy. So I want to just reiterate uh what I shared in the last episode, that men are attracted to women who know what they want and who are not ashamed to own it, okay? 
Um, I also think just because I mentioned that um, that point there about that guy that I dated with the ex-girlfriend with the knickers. So really useful thing. If a guy tells you on a date that they are like, you know, three months, even six months out of a big relationship, what my advice? Run. Because at the very least, you need at the very minimum a year, a year out of a significant relationship in order to get over it. Otherwise, what happens is you just drag all that baggage. And I was, the reason I'm telling you this is I was the queen of doing that. I bought all of like, I, I think I, did I share about Olympic ringing? I can't remember. And there's going to be a lot of repetition in these episodes because my memory's fucking atrocious. Olympic ringing is, imagine the Olympic rings, you know, you've got the, it sounds filthy, doesn't it? You've got the, I think the three at the top and the two at the bottom, they're all kind of looped. And um, that's what I did with X, with, with, well, not even X's, like with any guy that I was dating, like just sort of one led into the next, led into the next. Like I was terrified to be on my own. And hear this, it is until you can be on your own, happy, loving your life, you are not ready for a relationship. I'll say that again, until you can be on your own for a significant period of time, genuinely happy and loving your life, you are not ready for a relationship. That's not to say that you don't desire the relationship, you don't need it. You don't feel like a junkie like I used to. And like, if you were on your own for more than a hot minute, you went into complete panic and withdrawal. Like you need to be able to feel complete and whole by yourself first. It really is the key, okay, to to going on to having a healthy, sustainable relationship. So that's why I want you to remember, see all of the seasons, okay? Make sure that like both you and the person you're dating, like they, you've had a year out of any significant relationship. Uh, You will then stand such a better chance of that relationship or a new relationship actually working instead of just bringing all the shit along with you. Okay, final point. How to stop wasting time, energy, and heartache over guys who will never commit to you. This is very simple, but my God, it will stand you in good stead. Listen to your gut. Listen to your gut, because when you are adrenalized, sort of adrenally charged, and if that's the word, but because, you know, you fancy someone and all the bloody chemicals are going all over the shop, you can't really trust what your mind tells you because you're, it's just doing all sorts of crazy shit but your gut doesn't lie. Like we are animals, animals, remember that. And we have intuition and the extent to which you're able to tune in and listen to that intuition, which really does know what's for your highest good is, you know, what are you doing to calm your mind? This is why meditation is so bloody key. It really is because when you can start to calm your mind so that you're, you're not being run by everything your mind tells you to do, which will say stupid shit like, Oh, you know, that guy who just completely dicked you about, like, call him, just call him. I had a client of mine who, um, (laughs) she called her ex in like one sitting 187 times in a row. Um, some crazy bunny boiling behavior there, but you know, we, this is the sort of crazy shit we do. Like I, listen, I've done things not like not far off that, um, when it comes to exes or like toxic romantic dynamics. So we don't really want to be listening to what our mind's saying. We want to be tuning in and listening to our gut. Meditation will really, really help you. Um, So one of my former clients, who's actually a a really, really close friend of mine, Mel Wells, she said something that was so handy. I genuinely think that we should all get this on a t-shirt. And it would be messages, you know, sharing it with the sisterhood when you're walking past them in the street, because I know I would look a second time if a t-shirt said this. 
Men who cause you anxiety are not your future husband. Men who cause you anxiety are not your future husband. So I am not saying that there won't be challenges in any new dating scenario slash relationship. Of course there will. I certainly had mine with Joe in the early days. But the difference is that I never questioned how he questioned how he felt about me. And that's something I want you to remember. If you are wondering whether this guy's actually into you and you're feeling that anxiety and that panic, then chances are he probably isn't. And you probably just need to have a really honest conversation. And this is what you can say. Listen, I'm getting some anxiety, like something feels a bit off and I'm feeling a bit anxious. And I know that that's not a great sign. And I just want to really be upfront with you about it because I've made the commitment to show up differently in my love life. And just to be honest, because it saves everyone, it just saves so much time and energy. Um, And I'd really appreciate that we just, you know, we're honest with each other. If this doesn't feel good, if this is not working for for you anymore and vice versa, let's be upfront about it. He will be shocked by that. Um, I would always say, wait until you feel calm. Don't try and deliver that when you are in like a true panic because it will it will come across all frantic. Like you want to make sure that you are you can have that conversation with him when you're feeling in alignment, you're feeling calm. Um, and you know, meditation is gonna help. You'll hear me talk a lot about meditation in this podcast. If you are like don't know anything about it, head over to my website, pajlawson.com. I talk a lot about meditation. I'm pretty sure we've got some links on there as well. Um, and yeah, I promise you, the more you can calm that mind of yours, the more you will be able to hear your gut when it says, do this, do that. A friend of mine, Rebecca Campbell, she wrote an amazing book called Light is the New Black. And I love this quote in it is like, it's my fit is one of my favorite quotes of all time. You'll hear me say that a lot as well, but this really is, it is always, always trust your gut, especially when it doesn't make sense. How good is that? Always trust your gut, especially when it doesn't make sense. And Again, that has really stood me in good stead because often what we think seems like the logical thing to do, what seems like a good idea on paper, often it's not. And often it's the crazy things that seem like, you know, this has certainly been true in my career. It's often been the things that like, you know, they, it's like, I can't, why would you do that? It doesn't seem to make sense. And yet when you take that risk and you follow your gut, then you understand, given hindsight, why it was so significant, why it was important to follow through on that. So I really want you to just be able to to practice that skill. Get into meditation if you're not. Start listening to your gut. Journaling is another really helpful tool. You can just write at the top. I do it every morning, right at the top of the page. How am I feeling right now? Or you could write, what do I need to know in this moment? This is such a good practice for you to start tuning in to that higher Uh, that higher form of guidance called your intuition. Um, We all know that women's intuition is very powerful, but it took me a long time to really sort of give it, give it the uh, due attention, its due attention. And since I have like, my life's got exponentially better because I just, it's like, I just know when to like, to, to turn left when it might seem like I should turn right and something in me is going, no, turn left. And whenever I do follow through on that guidance, it always it always makes sense. I'm like, thank fuck I did that. Thank God I listened. So my darlings, anything else I want to say to you on this little topic? I think that's kind of it, really. Um, 
it's just worth reminding you again that I know that for some of you, this idea of being honest and communicating how you really feel and where you're really at and what you really want with a, a new guy is like terrifying. And it makes you feel like they will run for the hills. I know I certainly felt that at the beginning. Only the ones who are not right for you will run for the hills. And the ones who are right for you will step up and meet you where you are. That certainly was my experience with Joe. Like it really was. I have never been so direct with a man, but I was doing it. It's not like I sat there really intensively and was like, so I want to get married and maybe have babies and I want them with you. I wasn't saying it like that. I was just sharing about like, just like from human to human where I was at. If you could share, if you think about when you meet a girl either in the toilet or like meet a friend of a friend and you re- like a girlfriend and you really click with them and there's no sexual stuff there, but you just feel like safe to, to share your truth and be vulnerable with them. And that intimacy is instantly created. You can have that romantically too. That took me a bloody long time to get my head around as well. Like you really, really can have that in a dating dynamic, but you have to be brave enough to put yourself out there and just try it. And at the beginning, you know what? You'll probably falter a bit. You'll probably stumble around. But the more you do it, then you're just like, fuck, why was I ever bothering putting on a performance before? This is so much easier. Like, it's so much easier. And and what's amazing is when there is a connection, when it is a good, right fit, and, you know, there's compatibility, there's no feeling like it because you know it's it's true. It's coming from, it's authentic. It's not a sort of contrived performance. And, like, I swear to God, like, the majority of my romantic exchanges always were they I played up to this sort of role that I thought they were expecting me to be or what I thought I should be and and it was all drama and it was all intense but I didn't really know what the truth was and that's why with Joe it was such a different experience it really was so There you go, my loves. I think that's what I've got for you today. I hope this episode has been helpful. If it has, come and tell me in my free Facebook group, Persia's Love Hub, which of these three tips resonated for you the most and how you plan on implementing that tip. Link uh, to the Facebook group is in the show notes. And if you are new, please make sure that you answer the joining questions when you join. You'll see it. It'll make sense. Don't worry. And if there is one thing that I want you to take away from this episode, it's that you will only get the relationship you want if you own your desire for it. It is not something to feel ashamed or embarrassed about. It doesn't make you a bad feminist to desire a relationship. It doesn't make you a weak woman. That's all complete bollocks. It doesn't make you look desperate. It shows you are a woman who knows what she wants, wants unapologetically. Like we are taught to do this in our careers. We are not taught to do this in our love lives. So I'm giving you permission, like own what you want, be clear on why you want it and fucking like, just enjoy it. Like this is something exciting. It is exciting. Like having the relationship I have today has been, it's not only been amazing for my romantic life, it's been amazing for my friendships. It's been amazing for my career. Like there's been so many other knock-on positive effects. It is not to say that having a relationship is any better or any worse than not having a relationship. As I said earlier, the key to ever having a good relationship in the future, you have got to learn to be happy and healthy and love your life single. You have to do that. That is an absolute requirement. But It is also wonderful to have a relationship when you feel that that's where you're at and that's what you want and that's the next step for you, then great. Don't feel bad about it, own it. Okay, so that really is all about 
all for now. Make sure you tune in next Tuesday where I will be interviewing my own coach, Shah Wasmond, who is Sunday Times cites her as one of the top 20 most influential entrepreneurs in the UK, entrepreneurs, hard to say that word, in the UK. Now we're going to be delving deep into how a strong woman gets a strong man. Trust me, this is one you do not want to miss. She is an amazing force of nature. She really is. And I promise you, she will share insights about romantic relationships in ways you have never heard before. So I look forward to seeing you there. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. I really do hope these episodes help you find dates that become mates and flings that become things with men who are ready, willing, and able to actually commit. Please be sure to like, share, subscribe, and leave me a review if you're getting value from these episodes. This helps the podcast rank higher so it can reach other people who want or need the support. To have your question answered, send it over to podcast at persialawson.com and we'll get to it ASAP. And if you want to learn how to court consciously during COVID and call in the healthy, happy relationship you desire and deserve, don't forget to download my free audio training called The Fastest Way to Meet Your Soulmate over at getyoursoulmate.com forward slash free training. The link is also in the show notes for this podcast episode. See you next week, gorgeous. I release a new episode every Tuesday. But until then, remember, love is coming for you. So surrender to the festival that is life on planet Earth and trust that what misses you was not meant for you and what's meant for you will not miss you, including your soulmate.